song? It's all about the song, right? I didn't do it. And you just talked about that today. The Right? See? I'll try to do a song that won't inspire you to do that, okay? Here's a beautiful song about Sammy Davis Jr., okay? Here we go. Ready? We'll take a deep breath.
Stop. 
you grab yourself grab yourself and then everybody will say that's bad well, no that's so bad a child icon that everybody's children are watching so what's the worst thing like they sports people baseball people don't pick on your you know like you don't play with your cup when when you know everybody's watching oh really do they say that don't spit I didn't know that. You know, like everybody's on, you're on TV and you're zoomed in. Oh, yeah. sees that. Right. So, like anybody who does it, they know that purposely. So, Michael Jackson, obviously, he, somebody said to him, you can't do that. You know, you have to change your image. I'm saying, and I noticed no other man in history (coughs) has copied that. Thank God. (laughs) Just Well, the rappers all do that. No, they don't do it like Michael Jackson knew you were watching him and he was going like this and like doing anything. No, he He was taking his hand and going all off. But he wasn't doing like he did. Oh, he wasn't presenting it to the audience. He did. You don't remember he used to get in there? Yeah, he used to stick his hand down there and be like, yeah. We never found it. No, he wasn't looking when he would do the gyration and he would go back and forth. He would go like, uh, uh, uh. You know what I mean? <laughs> Does this Mandela effect it for you? You don't remember him doing that? You need to rewind the, the which video did he do it in? He wasn't doing it in the bad video. He po- Okay, so in the bad video, he pointed to it. He was, he was referencing it like, uh, uh-huh. I'm bad because I got whatever, whatever. And then it didn't really get bad until um, which video where he was like really going in black or white because then he was trying to tell, you know, I'm black. So then he really started going in with the hand (laughs) to show you. (laughs) I got the I'm black. I'm black. No, I mean. No, he's like, oh, you jam And then he was like, <clears throat> grab it. Eee! And then like for like 10 minutes, 10 extra minutes, he was screaming after he grabbed his ball. Maybe. Did you not see it? Yeah, I just tried to not look at 
How could you not look? Everybody sat there for 10 minutes. What were you doing? I wasn't Every, it was in Living Color. Wasn't it on after in Living Color? And we all sat and watched. We've all sat and watched that whole video at least one time. What were you doing while he was doing all of that? I'm just listening, I guess. You closed your eyes? Because you couldn't take in what he was doing? And then he turned into a cat? I guess so. uh, excuse me. And then he... And then when he did it on top of the car, when he went for it, put his junk on top of the car, that's when all the windows <clears throat> broke. Mm. Ah! And then it, like he <laughs> opened up his shirt like he was Superman because something happened. Mm-hmm. Orgasm. Hmm. What, why are you looking at me like you didn't live through this? You you were older and, and you had more knowledge, you know, knew what was going on. I didn't know. I was a child. I didn't know what was going on. I was a child. <laughs> I didn't even know men were putting in time doing that stuff. And you knew that. So what? We're going to sway together. Polly, you got this one? When I was just a Thank you.
hear it for our fellas right here. Please put those hands together. I'm gonna let you guys hold on to the mics for one more special song. This is not an easy song, but I know you guys can help me with this one, all right? We're gonna do one more, you wanna help us? You ready? Check it out. And you know who's gonna help us? Mr. Mr. Levy's gonna help us with this one. Sing something for us, all right?
He don't know what's the hell. He has no idea. Oh, you had... I thought that he never had sex. That's why they try to say, give him a fictitious girlfriend. Oh. And then he went, Billie Jean is not my lover. Yeah, of course, because you never had sex. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody can go without it. But then sometimes when he was in those songs, it sounded like he knew relationships. Stay with me. I want you to stay with me. Don't you go nowhere. Right. Sound like he had somebody on the lockdown. Well, maybe he didn't. He like locked somebody Let's down. See who wrote the he song. told him, "Don't go nowhere." Yeah, but that could have been <laughs> one of his, that could have been something like he just wanted one of his friends to go on the rides with him, and they just were ready, <laughs> ready to go home. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Ready to go home. <laughs> he's pulling somebody like, back. Hey, Michael, I'm going home now. No, you can't stay with me. Ooh, Don't yeah. you want to go on the flume one more time? Oh. And then he, whatever he did, he brought them back. And he goes, uh, <clears throat> you know, like after he's got them tied up. <laughs> the lady in my life? I don't know. figured out what more than a woman meant. That's another, exactly. What does it mean? That means a woman with some extra yeah. props. Those are anthems. We just <clears throat> didn't know. We had no idea. Uh, the completely different population was ap- appreciating that. Completely different. We're just having some fun today right here, everybody. I'm going to see if this works for you. I think this is a good version.
guys so much. How about that, everybody? That is Carla, and of course, all of our temptations, all of our drifters, right here, everybody. We want to thank everybody. Come on, we're gonna do this one song right here for everybody. You gotta smile so bright. You know. Yeah. 
It's been in our face the whole time. We've just been like sleeping. People have been sleeping. Mm-hmm. Not realizing. But, you know, he really taught the whole world how to masturbate with that. Getting on in there. Never I never knew I never knew he what it was until I was, was in this opera about Freud. And, and they were talking about that he was like, you know, just one of those people that are on trains now. They just play with themselves and they don't... You are the second person to give me an eye wit to talk about it. I never seen it. I don't think. No, but it's not okay to do that. In but a lady actually came up to me. <laughs> it's on my radio show, and she was like, "Oh, girl, I'm glad you ran off the train." And I followed right behind you because this guy was about to. <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about?" 
She's like, yeah, she's like, I'm Latino, but they think I'm black, and that's why they do it. And I was like, well, who's doing that to black women? Well, why don't people just take their phone out, take a picture of the person, and get them arrested? Oh, because she said somebody on the train said, look, lady, please don't call the police. I got to go to work. And she was like, they beg you, don't call the police. Don't call. Because you, you call, just text them. Because the whole train will stop and they will say, oh, we got to investigate. Yeah, but you took a picture and now you have the picture of the person. So you can you think it. they're going to just look for the picture of this person throughout yeah, the city? That's what they do when there's any problem if somebody did something. They do that now. You don't gotta stop this. So train. somebody, oh, no. we're stopping this train right now. <laughs> Nobody's going to work. Did you just touch me? You just did you just touch yourself? I thought I saw you just touch yourself. Mm-hmm. You looked at me and then you touched yourself and then that's See, how it happened. The problem is, is this world. You can say anything you want. It might not.
keeps a man alive. Right, you have to have proof. Right. But that's why they have to stop the train because they need all the eyewitnesses to say, Yeah, oh yeah, I saw him too. Right. So it could be all So your she friends. can't just say that right. by herself. You have to catch the person with the thing in their hand and then you can... But that's why you have a cell phone. Well, you put that joint on Snapchat. What did people do before cell phones? Handle your business in private. <laughs> Handle your business. You do. <laughs> Was you trying to be funny with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why people used to wear trench coats. Mm-hmm. And they had all that room. They could just. I had this one friend of mine, this Israeli girl, who came down to King Yam one night. And she came with her husband for the first time ever. And she was going to perform one of her songs. She was an original songwriter. And I had this group of like 12 ladies that worked for this um, public school. And they were young women. They all were kind of sexy and everything. So they were sitting in the front table. And this girl, I called her up. And I remember I played, as her intro song, I played the song Honey. By Mariah. By Mariah. By Mariah. Myra Carey. By Mariah Carey. <laughs> so I turned around to switch and play her song and meanwhile all of a sudden I see the women at the front table they start looking at this girl so I turned around and I noticed that the girl opened
chose a, a great number of his poems to set to these classical songs. Three variations. <laughs> Thank you. 
same name, and it is about a man's crisis of faith, and we thought we would have Randy introduce it. In his speech, How Long, Not Long, delivered in September 1965, yet so relevant today, Reverend King said, when will the radiant star of hope be plunged against the nocturnal bosom of this lonely night, plucked from weary souls with chains of fear and the manacles of death? How long will justice be crucified and truth bear it? I come to say to you this afternoon, however difficult the moment, however frustrating the hour, it will not be long because truth crushed to earth will rise again. How long? Not long, because no lie can live forever. How long? Not long, because you shall reap what you sow. Yeah. 
one of the, I think, great classical songwriters of African-American music. Her, her dream variation is also based on a poem of Langston Hughes.
start off with uh, Elvis Presley made uh, a bunch of songs. While everybody is having uh, their, their snacks, we're going to do something fun.
with your smile so tender. My heart was captured. My soul surrendered. I've spent a You said she showed up in a teddy? Yeah. And her husband went for that? Yeah. He was laughing. He said, that's her. That's her personality. Well, he can't stop her. Can't do anything. And you could see through to her body? Yeah, of course. So all the women that were there, they somehow got excited too. And they all started <laughs> to stand up on their chairs and started to take their tops off. What? They took all their... You can't make this stuff exactly. up. Exactly. They were all in their bras. At King Yum? At King Yum. Is this like a family place? I didn't know if I should stop the song or... or... What was she singing? Hot stuff? No, I played the song Honey. I told you. She was... Oh, oh, because they all were probably doing Mariah's video where she was like escaping from the people with the bad breath. Right. So they all thought then, oh... oh so I returned... Are people that easily do I stop the music and say, don't do that here. This is a restaurant. Were they singing? How were they doing it? They were all gyrating and dancing and having fun and whatever. It happened like in two minutes. It happened so fast. 
<laughs> what did so the husband like, say and do? No, he was he just was happy. Not he him, was, but the other Mr. Aang. <laughs> The, owner, the, Chinese, the owner. Chinese owner, he was there. Oh, no. And he oh, no. was so happy. He was <laughs> this like, is great. Was, this is great. Like, he wasn't about to stop anything. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> so what happened was, apparently, this is the story, because I, I wanted to stop. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wanted to stop the song and then I didn't want to stop the song but then somebody from inside the rest inside the bar area must have called the, the lady in the front okay and then she came out and saw for herself and then she stopped the whole thing she oh my god what's going on oh wait on? what's her name aunt what's her face yeah well, I don't know if you want to say oh oh yeah oh I know. That's funny. You can't have a conversation. That, but that would be indecent proposed. That would be indecent uh, it was exposure. Party. Was it a private party? It oh, wasn't, but you could have, say it was. Yeah. yeah, well, oh, we just all wanted to get naked in here together. Yeah. That's crazy. That's the power of pop music right there. Really strange. The thing is, you have to know what to play. You know, what was going to make that happen. Did she request that song? No, I did. I put it on. So no matter what you put on, she was going to take it all, take, no, come out no, in the lingerie. Okay. She came in the lingerie. Yeah, but she could have kept it on and kept it if, if she was just going to sing something. Wait a second. If she already had the lingerie on when no, she came. She, she so had she had something on. She had the raincoat on. And she had the lingerie underneath. Right. So, but you could have. She only had one layer to peel out of, so she she could have sunk. So she wanted to shock the eyeballs of the audience. It didn't matter what you played; she was gonna be like, "I'm naked up here." I don't know. She didn't know what to expect, and I didn't know that she was gonna pull a prank or anything. But it was pretty, pretty cool. I mean, you could have done something like that. (laughs) Oh yeah, oh yeah, just like a I'm I'm going to honey if if I could I'm going to I have a couple of pilates classes left more than a couple if I did when I do pilates see I call, I call it yeah I call it um the tail end of another concert that um I presented over at St. Mark's in the Bowery a few weeks ago and it was basically to commemorate Martin Luther King's um birthday and memory and we had some wonderful singers and as we do again today and uh but i promised everybody because there was such a small audience and it was so cold that i would repeat this so i chose um 20 washington square to repeat it and that's why it's happening right now and we're going to begin in one minute and we're going to present to you first linda williams is a wonderful mezzo-soprano, and she's going to sing um, this little light of rhyme. Linda?
vibrational powers radio. Continuing with the vibrational power of names. Rules masculine energy, conflict, and physical action. Conflict, action, physical action, and uh, it's masculine rule, those names. Marcus, Marshawn, Maurice, Marquise, Mario, Marlon, Martha, Marquisha. So these particular individuals with these names um, are going to be naturally attracted to masculine activities, things that, um, you know, require some kind of conflict, um, physical conflict, physical action. A lot of these individuals might be involved in sports. A lot of these um, individuals might uh, catch themselves in heated debates with other people um, more than uh, other people. You see what I'm saying? Um, because of the vibrational frequency that their name holds. Because like I said, the prefix M-A-R is Mars, the god of war. Okay? It's, uh, it's, it's really not hard to understand. Um, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Because like I said, there's a positive aspect and a negative aspect to every name, people. To every single name. Okay? Um, but when it comes to these names... With the prefix M-A-R, these people are going to be very drawn to things pertaining to physical action, physical conflict, um, masculine activities, okay? Um, sport, whether it be sports, singing, uh, acting, um, as long as they're being entertained, as long as their mind is being entertained, um, they're really, you know, going to be satisfied with that, okay? Now, the negative aspect to that would be um, always getting into some kind of conflict with individuals or some people that you're not supposed to, okay? Whether that be uh, fighting out in the streets, that be uh, arguing constantly with loved ones, um, or, you know, delving into a life of crime, and um, a violent one at that, okay? That's the negative aspect of the MAR, of the Mars frequency, Okay, because like I said, when you name your child these seven names, you're putting them under the doctrine of Mars. Okay, just just to let you know that, I mean, I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm not trying to talk down to anybody. But like I said, there's a positive aspect and a negative aspect to each planetary ruler. Okay, to each planetary frequency. Okay, when we look at names like um, Rej uh, Rajan. Ravion, um, Raylin, and even uh, Ray. What is that tapping into? That's tapping into Ra, R-A, Ra, the sun god, sun energy. Someone who's mighty, someone who holds vitali uh, vitality and a large portion of energy, okay? Because that is what R-A rules and represents. So these individuals with uh, names starting with R-A, not, uh, not all the time, but mostly, they're going to have very, very large, um, strong bodies. Very large, strong bodies with R-A um, prefixes. Okay, Rajon, Ravion, um, Raylin, Ray. Even if they are a little undersized, they're still going to be extremely, extremely strong and hold an extremely uh, a large amount of energy for their size. Because like I said, that prefix R-A goes back to the sun 
which is Ra, which represents the center of the solar system, the soul that gives all life to all the planets that we do see. Okay? Um, the negative uh, aspect of that would be um, basically someone who would consider themselves to be too dominant. You know what I mean? Like somebody who would end up being too controlling, okay, or too manipulative, okay? Because like I said, there's a positive and negative with each astrological uh, object and um, aspect, okay? So when we look at um, the names like Isis, Diana, and Luna, all the women out there named Isis, Diana, and Luna, okay? That name is uh, consisting of moon energy. It consists of moon energy. So these individuals, these women named Isis, Diana, and Luna, they're going to be more feminine than the average female. They're going to be more feminine. They're going to be a little bit more moody, a little bit more sensitive, and a little bit more uh, perceptive. They're going to be a little bit more able to identify other people's emotions because their name has carries moon frequency, moon vibrational pitch, moon vibrational energy. Okay? That is what their name holds. Okay, so, so when you get names like um, Terrence or Terra, okay, uh, that goes back to the earth. So most of those people that, you know, are under the Terra name or Terrence, they're usually caught very calm, very laid back, um, very um, goal-oriented individuals because those characteristics are what earth signs in the zodiac carry. So T-E-R goes back to Terra, what the Earth represents. So like I said, if you name your child Terrence or Terra, um, your, your, uh, your child is going to be holding that Earth uh, astrological energy of being calm, laid back, cool, and collective for the most part, okay? Like I said, the negative aspects with that would go with the negative aspects of Earth signs and astrology, okay? Um, another name that I think would be kind of interesting, um, is the whole, uh, Tyrese, Tyree, um, now that is another name that holds Mars energy, and, but it's to a higher degree, so these individuals named Tyrese and Tyree are gonna hold a lot of Mars energy, they're gonna, um, they're gonna be, really attracted to sports, physical activity, and if they end up getting out of hand and letting their lower self get the best of them, they might become a tyrant. They, they might become a tyrant and go on a tirade, okay? Because the prefix T-Y-R goes back to Tyrannus, okay? Look up Darth Tyrannus, okay? Everything holds a positive aspect and a negative aspect, okay? Like I said, there's three things that are going to determine the future and the destiny of your newborn child. That's going to be how the stars and planets were aligned around the earth at the moment of its birth, what kind of DNA it has, you know, its family lineage, and then what name you're going to give the child. Those are the three things 
that determine the child's destiny. And I, like I said, I'm not talking down on anybody. Um, it's the truth. It is the undeniable truth. And what I want people to understand is any name that is outside of the English doctrine um, is automatically going to hold higher power and a higher vibrational frequency than the names with English origin, okay? Um, the names I just listed, those names really don't hold English origin because I told you what the prefixes represent, okay? The prefixes go back all the way to Latin. That was before English, okay? So the the names that hold the high the highest uh, vibrational frequency are gonna be the tribal names that go back uh, to Merunetur. Actually, Merunetur, which is the original uh, language in Kemet, that to me, that is the most highest vibrational frequency you can get as far as a language. Because when witches and sorcerers uh, get together and put spells on people and individuals, they use the Meronetra language or they use Latin, either one of the two, okay? They don't use English because English is a backwards bastardized language, okay? So when you look at names like a Tupac, when you look at names like an Ali, like a Muhammad Ali, what is Ali? That's tapping into your alpha, A-L, your alpha energy, your ultimate masculine energy, your alpha. He changed his name from Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali. Ali is the alpha, the opposite of the omega, which is the ultimate masculine deity, the ultimate masculine energy. When he had to go into that boxing ring and fight for what he believed in and to stand up for his, uh, for his rights. You see what I'm saying? The, the name holds a vibrational, uh, a vibrational pitch and a vibrational frequency. It's not a... Moving on to a... Something that Randy is going to read out for us. Uh, this is from W.E.B. Du Bois, a passage called The Sorrow Songs from his work, The Souls of Black Folk, written in 1903. They that walked in darkness sang songs of the olden days, sorrow songs, for they were weary at heart. There are people who tell us that life was joyous then for the black slave, care, careless and happy, but not all the past South, though it rose from the dead, can gainsay the heart-touching witness of these songs. They are the music of an unhappy people, of the children of disappointment. They tell of death and suffering and unvoiced longing toward a truer world. In these songs, the slaves spoke to the world. Such a message is naturally veiled and half-articulate. Through all the sorrow of the sorrow songs, there breathes a hope, a faith in the ultimate justice of things. The minor cadences of despair change often to triumph and calm confidence. Sometimes it is faith in life, sometimes faith in death, 
sometimes assurance of boundless justice in some fair world beyond. But whichever it is, the meaning is always clear that sometime, somewhere, men will judge men by their souls and not their skin.
Mike Tyson, T-Y-S. There goes the tie again. And in your biblical stories, who was Michael, the man who knocked down, set, a.k.a. Saturn, Satan, down to this earth? Was Michael. Michael Jordan. Oh, I'm going to get into that in a, in a later video, because that, that's really going to blow you guys away. Like I said, I'm going to drop a video on June 19th going into full detail about that. But um, like I said, Metal Netter and other tribal languages that existed before English, um, like the indigenous language of the Moors in America, the indigenous language of the Moors in South America, it, the indigenous language over there uh, in the Asian islands, over there in the Philippines, and in Hawaii, and in Japan, okay, those names hold a way higher frequency than our uh, English names, okay? Because like I said, the English name language is backwards um, bastardized and was a cursed language that our ancestors, the Moors, threw on the Caucasoid um, people to keep them in a, in a state of depression, okay? So they would never rise up and so they would stay a slave race. When the blood moon of 1492 hit and our ancestors, um, our ancestors, uh, denounced the Elohims like idiots, okay, they shot energy on this earth to have the Caucasoids gain consciousness over us. So in 1492, um, our ancestors lost the rebellion in Spain and were enslaved by, the, by their own damn creation, by the Caucasoid race, okay? And what is that called? That's called karma. That's called karma, okay? So, the whole English language was, what I'm saying is the whole English language was meant to be backwards. It was meant to be bastardized, okay? So, when you want to name your child, ladies, I'm talking to you in particular. When you want to name your child, and you want your child to be unique, and you want your child to hold um, very high vibrational energy, okay? And, and to be some kind of significance and uh, of some kind of importance in this life and to this planet, um, you really might want to look into the language um, of Merunetter, the uh, other tribal languages, and not only Africa, but South America, North America, and over there in the, um, the, the Philippine islands, the Asian islands, over there in the A uh, Asia, over there in the Middle East. Okay, because like I said, names basically put deities under the spell of the frequency of that name. Okay, it's, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. Now, you know, good and damn well, we all know a Albert. We all know a Alex. We all know a Alphonse. We all know a Alfred. And because they have that prefix AL, that makes them very big, very big bone very uh, masculine uh, dominated okay and they always want to be in control and always want to manipulate you I'm serious I'm serious there's a positive aspect and a negative aspect to every planetary ruler every kind of energy in this universe so like I said we all know the Alberts we all know the Alex's we all know the Alfreds we all know the Alphonse who hold uh, 
like great physical power. Um, they're they're really big in size usually, and they like to be in control most of the time. You know, sometimes that's a good thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, other you know other times it isn't. Um, just to go ahead and back up what I'm saying, the biggest land animal, the biggest land animal on this planet is called a what? It's called an elephant, which was really an owl, elephant, because E-L, the owl gods are the L gods. Go look up that prefix where L originated from. L and owl are basically the same thing, okay? We call our gods Elohims. Now, when we look at the elephant, the elephant holds great intelligence and holds great size, great power and great size, because the prefix of its name is El, is Elohim, E-L. Come on, people. It's time to start doing your research. It's time to start waking up. And it's, it's time to start uh, living out your spirituality through your conscious, I mean, through your actions, okay? If, if you're not living out what you're learning, if you're not living out what you're learning from channels like this and channels from other people and even channels from master teachers, you're not doing anything. That means that you look at this information and this channel as some form of entertainment. When I'm trying to help you, I'm trying to help my people, okay? Um, like I said, one of the most powerful things you can do to a newborn born child is to give it a name with some kind of significance, okay? Um, so that basically sums up the information that I had to uh, relay today, okay? Um, I will be dropping another video on uh, the 16th, no, 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 the 18th and the 19th, okay, the 18th and the 19th, stay tuned, people, um, a lot of people's minds will be blown, I appreciate everybody who supported the RFT movement, Atlantean movement, um, you know, a lot of people want me to touch on this, this, uh, this thing that happened in Florida, that was great. Another great one. Keeping it to you as much as I can. People away with this information. Okay. When you look at words, words have a prefix at the beginning of the word, and then at the end, they have something called a suffix. They have something called a suffix. So, you know, uh, words have prefixes and they have suffixes. Okay. The suffix of the sphinx is Y-N-X or I-N-X, which is connected to certain felines. It's connected to certain felines, to certain cats. There is a cat, um, I believe, in northern India or near the Himalayan mountains. It's like in uh, Asia where you have those mountain ranges in the Himalayas. Uh, the cat is called a lynx. The cat is called a lynx. So the, the Y-N-X states that that animal is part of the feline uh, animal kingdom. You see what I'm saying? So when you look at an object like the sphinx, the sphinx is a feline, is a cat, and it represents the lion. It represents the lion. Even when you look at the back of the sphinx,
when you when you look at the rear of the sphinx you'll see the tail the tail is very long the tail is very long and extended okay um almost like past the uh the cat's waist okay therefore it's not a dog because dogs usually especially jackals a lot of people were saying that it was anubis it's not anubis because a jackal's tail is not that long and uh has way more fur on it you see what i'm saying that was not a, uh it was not a canine's tail ladies and gentlemen so the sphinx you know what i'm saying by its name and by its image especially its tail is stating that it is a feline okay it is it is a uh it is a lion okay as we all know Kemet was the child of Ethiopia. A lot of people failed to realize that Ethiopia was the child to Sumeria. Okay, so when Babylon fell and the Sumerians traveled um, from uh, from from Asia to Africa, okay, they went into Ethiopia. Then they built their pyramid. They built their pyramids in Ethiopia. And when they got into Egypt, you know, a few thousand years later. The pyramids and the Sphinx were already there. I'm gonna repeat that. This was this was over six and a half thousand years ago when Babylon fell and the Sumerians went from Sumeria to Ethiopia. When they went to uh, from Ethiopia to Kemet, that was about 5,500 years ago. That was about 5,000. 500 years ago when they went to Egypt 5,500 years ago the pyramids and the Sphinx were already there Then let me tell you what the lying ass Egyptologists uh, said They said that the pyramids and the Sphinx were used as the Pharaoh's tombs False no tombs found whatsoever in or around the pyramids, in or around the Sphinx. Not for the Pharaoh's tombs. False, false, false. Okay? Then they tried to say that the Sphinx was built for the Pharaoh Khufu. So these Egyptologists hired the, uh, the world's most profound um, face detective, from the uh, CIA, I think he was for some kind of detective from the CIA, and all he did for 30 years was match people's faces up and see if it matches up with pictures. So there was um, some archives in the city of Memphis that showed the face of the uh, Pharaoh Khufu, and he tried to match it up with the uh, face on the Sphinx, and um, it was a no match. It was a no match, people. It was a no match. Ladies and gentlemen, the Sphinx was not the Pharaoh Khufu's face, okay? The face of the Sphinx was originally much bigger, and it was never a lion's face, okay? The face of the Sphinx was originally um, an individual that came from a group of, in, of, of deities called the Netters, called the Netters, okay? 
N-E-R, no, N-E-T-E-R-S, the Netters. And, you know, uh, basically the original gods on this planet with large hook heads, um, you know, uh, African features, okay? And when the uh, British, when the British explorers came into Kemet, of course, you know, we all know they shot the nose off, okay? That was the third thing that ruined the Sphinx image, okay? You had water erosion, you had wind erosion, and you had um, people trying to reconstruct it from a net, the Netter's face to somebody else's face when Kemet was taken over by the Greeks, but it was not Khufu. The, the, the Sphinx was never built in Khufu's image, people. That is a lie. It's a flat-out lie. I'm getting ready to blow you guys away. The Sphinx represents the Virgo, the Virgo head over the Leo head. Let me repeat. The, the Chemites were very, very connected to the cosmos and astrology. Okay? So they had the Sphinx face east and have its behind towards the west. Okay, they had it face east and have its behind towards the west. So when the Leo star constellation rose, it would be facing itself. You're saying when the Leo and the Vir Virgo star constellation rose in the eastern horizon, they wanted the Sphinx, the, uh, the Sphinx facing itself. So the Sphinx had the body of Leo and the face of Virgo. So the Sphinx had the heart of the lion and the mind of the Virgo because the Virgo was ruled by Mercury, which rules the mind. So they had the head of the Sphinx be Virgo, which was ruled by Mercury, which, ha which has to do with the mind, and have the body be, um, personify Leo, which was ruled by the heart. So they wanted to personify people having the heart of the lion and the mind of the Virgo, the mind of the Virgin, the pure mind of the Virgin, the Virgo, ruled by Mercury, the heart ruled by Sun, Leo, Aten, you see, you see what I'm saying, Ra. So every time Ra rose, every time Leo and Virgo rose, the Sphinx would be facing itself per perfectly. This was before the pole shift, so it did it more perfectly Six, uh, approximately 6,000 uh, years ago. Actually, um, this was 13,000 years ago because, the, like I said, the, the people who came from Ethiopia to Kemet, when they came to Kemet, the Sphinx and the pyramids were already there. And the pyramids were put here to harvest electromagnetic energy coming from inner earth and to project that energy into stargates, people. That's how you get your Bermuda Triangle. That's how you get your Dragon's Triangle. That's how you get all your restricted areas across this earth, across this globe. You see what I'm saying? Because there are certain pyramid shapes over land that that um, that uh, harness electromagnetic energy and pull spirits in from one dimension into this dimension and shoot spirits from this dimension into other dimensions. Uh, the stargates, they're called stargates, okay? And your government has made many, many movies, many documentaries, and many cartoons with this information, okay? The Thundercats, the Thundercats was another cartoon that showed you guys what the Sphinx was really built for, okay?
These objects are known as stargates, okay? Objects that are used uh, for communication between this dimension and the next, okay? Um, we, as people, have not reached that level of consciousness yet. I don't think we're going to reach that um, until 2021, okay, to be honest with people. So, like I said, the, the, the big secret is the Sphinx was actually part of um, Lumeria when the continents were connected together in Pangaea, okay? So when the continents split apart, there was a piece of North Africa that was that was um, cracked off of Africa, and it it fell like it fell away from it in the Atlantic Ocean, and that was Atlantis. When the next pole shift happened after that, Atlantis sunk beneath the ocean and fell to the bottom of the Earth. Okay, now that's known as Antarctica. Okay, so the Sphinx. Um, in my opinion, is older than the uh, pyramids in Egypt. Okay, the Sphinx was carbon dated to be over 22,000 years old. The pyramids in Egypt are carbon dated to be 13,000 years old. Um, the Sphinx is over 20, 22,000 years old. Okay, like I said, when our ancestors, the Chemites, first got to Egypt, the pyramids and the Sphinx were already there. Okay. And if the, the pollen samples, the pollen samples taken off of the Sphinx and the uh, pyramids show that they were once surrounded by um, an environment of tropical rainforest. And the last time northern Africa, which is the Sahara Desert, the last time that was a tropical rainforest was, was before the damn Ice Age, was uh, over 25,000 years ago. You see what I'm saying? People have to wake up. People have to wake up, man, because this globe, this world, is due for another pole shift, uh, another pole shift in the future. Okay, so like I said, the Sphinx is basically telling humanity we need to have the heart of a lion and the mind of the Virgin, the mind of the Virgo. That is what our ancestors were trying to tell us when they built the Sphinx. Because the Sphinx actually personifies the sun moving through the galaxy, okay? Anything not moving is considered dead. I'm going to prove it. The only curse word in existence is the word damn, is the word damn. That's, I'm t oh, watch, I'm getting ready to blow you guys away. I'm getting ready to blow you guys away. F-U-C-K. Is not a curse word. It's fornication under the king's consent. Fornication under the king. That's what the F-U-C-K word is, okay? Um, you cannot fornicate with another female unless you had the English king's consent. That's not a curse word. Faggot is a bundle of sticks. That's not a curse word. Bitch is a female dog. It's right there in your dictionary, people. That's not a curse word. D-I-C-K is somebody's name. That's not a that's not a curse word. There's people walking around here with that name. P-U-S-S-Y is, is personifying a cat. In the dictionary, that's what a cat is. That's not a curse word. 
This is what the media and the government has has uh, brainwashed you to believe that these words are curse words, but they're not curse words. Because like I said, you people have been brainwashed. Okay? The only curse word is the word damn. D-A-M-N. When you curse somebody, you damn them, you damn them to hell. And the only way you can damn somebody, the only way you can damn something is when you stop it from moving. It's when you stop it from moving and it's stagnant and you stop its motion. Because the motion of the stars, the motion of the sun, the motion of the moon, the motion of the earth gives life and produces electromagnetic energy. So when you want to damn something and you want to take away its electromagnetic energy, you want to stop it. You want to make it stagnant. You see what I'm saying? You want to you want to make it stationary and motionless to dam it up, just like the Hoover Dam was the Colorado River producing all that electromagnetic energy. And what did they do to cut that shit off and to suck all the energy away from it? They dammed it up. God damn it, they dammed it up. And they stopped its motion. So when your motion is stopped, when your spiritual progression is stopped, from moving in and out of dimensions, you're damned. You're stuck in 3D, you're damned. You're stuck in 4D, you're damned. But these motherfuckers out here think they're some kind of gods, but they're all damned up. And they're gonna be, continue to be damned up for the next 26,000 years. But they think, but they think they know some shit. And I'm here to tell I'm here to tell you, if you don't get back to your the way your ancestors were doing was doing things, and get rid of this parasite out of power, you're gonna perish. If you don't detach from this government system, or you don't take out the the true root of the problem, which is the Vatican and the and the British monarchy, your ancestors are gonna look at you as just another damn parasite who's going along with the flow. You know what I'm saying? Leading you down a path straight to hell, straight to be damned up. The land of the damned. The damned, damned up. They can't move. They're stuck. They can't go to fourth and fifth density. They're damned up. Hmm. Like I said, anything that's not in motion is dead and died off. Dead. Your ancestors built the Sphinx. Y-N-X. Feline, heart of a lion, mind of the Virgo, mind of the Virgin, the man's face over the body of a lion, showing you to use your heart and your mind and not to think with your lower self. The Sphinx was to remind humanity not to think with their lower self, to look up. That's why they had the Sphinx face, the eastern horizon, to look at itself. Virgo and Leo rising up over the horizon and looking at the sun rise in the east. Telling humanity that the creator and the ancestors were right up there. Right up there in the stars. But you got these motherfuckers out here praying with their heads down, giving their energy and their soul to demons, to demons, uh, reptilians and greys. It's time to wake up. 
it's time to wake up, people. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up, man. Um, this is going to be a real short, short video. Um, I'm getting all my information ready for the video I'm going to drop tomorrow. It's going to be um, a second part of my King James ritual video. Dracula, he's going to come.